establish. And that's the word I want to talk to you about tonight. Establish. You know, if you're in construction, I know that we have engineers here, so I thought for the engineers we would add an example. You know that when you build a house, the first job of a construction company is what they call establishment. They don't build anything yet, but they just get there to get ready to be able to build well. They bring the equipment they'll need. They set up a little office they're going to need. They measure and mark out things to make sure they're building on the right plot. Because the last thing you want to do is build some guy's house on some other plot. That actually happens. And, but you, you won't believe how many people build lives on the wrong piece of land because you didn't establish. Okay, I can go home now. I'm done. No, I'm done. Because you didn't establish. You see, I can't tell you how many people have gotten into a relationship and gotten engaged before that relationship was. It's not established. You see, the setup ingredients needed for a successful outcome are not present. And no praying will fix that. You've got to go back to the establishment and say, I need to establish this well. Do you know how many times the Bible does that with uh, men of faith in Scripture? Go mark out your territory. Go walk it wherever your foot shall tread. There shall, that's establishment. See, every time uh, something in Scripture defines you to go figure out the parameter of something and to determine that's my blessing zone, see, whatever I establish becomes my my authority and my blessing zone. What is not established, I'm insecure about. And with that in mind, I want to talk to you tonight about the power of being an established person, according to Scripture. And then I want to talk to you about how to cultivate that establishment, if you will, in your life. And so, uh, Joshua chapter 6, Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. But march around the city, uh, uh, march around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have you ever wondered why God would ask the children of Israel to do such a time-consuming job to walk around the same city for six days? And by the way, on the seventh day, they had to do it even more times in one day. It wasn't for God's benefit. And it wasn't for the enemy's benefit. It was for their benefit that every time they walked around it, they established, this is my territory. You see, the first statement, I have given you Jericho and its king and its mighty men, needed to go from information to revelation. So the first time they walked around it, they said, it's a big place. The second day they walked around it, they might have said, it's a big place with fighting men. The third day they might have said, it's a big place with fighting men and a powerful king. But by the fourth day, they might have said, our king is greater than that king. I'm establishing. And by the fifth day, they might have said, but the army of the Lord is greater than the armies against us. So that by the sixth day, they should have said, this big place is my big place. And this army is nothing compared with God's army. And this king is not the king of kings and the Lord of lords. They, they needed to own it in their hearts before they could own it in their hands. 
This idea of establishment is so huge because if you don't do that, then you're constantly moving from one piece of territory to another thinking, is this mine? Is this mine? Is that mine? Is that the right thing? Is this the right career? Is that the right girl? Or is this the right guy? Nothing's ever established. It's always so uncertain. And life isn't meant to be lived like that. One of the consequences of not having established something in your life is that you're very insecure. And any time anybody criticizes you or says something about you, you break down. But when you're established, all you say to yourself is that that statement or person is simply not part of my inheritance turf. You're on the outside of my established zone. Can you say amen to that? And that's okay. I don't need everybody in my zone. There's too much clutter. You can stay over there and I will stay in the space where the Lord has called me. That is established. You've got to get there. You've got to get to this uh, ability to be established. You know, the literal definition of being established is to set up a firm or permanent basis. To set up a firm or permanent basis to achieve permanent acceptance or recognition, uh, to show something to be true or certain or to determine its actual facts. You need to be established. And you know, something about being established is an ongoing truth. And every season of your life, you feel like God is establishing this right now. One day, you're going to want to be established as a homeowner. Receive it. One day you want to be established as an entrepreneur, as a, as a husband or as a wife. All of those things need for the Lord to give you their parameter. You know, one of the cruelest things you can have in your life is to have no boundary at all. Because then you don't know where to build. You know, one of the first things they do when they establish something, when they're building, they mark out your territory and they go, they put a peg there and they say, that's yours. Don't build there. That's somebody else's. One of the most dangerous things you can um, uh, live under is a zero boundary environment. You want the boundaries of the Lord to determine your land because he will give you more than you think you need. He won't limit you. He'll expand you. There's something really powerful about knowing that. Ephesians chapter 3 is really cool. It says this, for this reason, Paul says, I uh, kneel before the Father for whom, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may uh, strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So this is an internal equation. So that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you may be rooted and established in love that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, now look at size, how wide and how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. We have a weird fear in the world. Our fear is if we put a boundary around our lives, then we will have less. And that's a lie. When you put a boundary around your life, you have more depth. And life isn't only about width, but also about depth. I'll give you an example. You could love everybody. Everybody you meet, you could love. You might even be able to fall in love with quite a lot of the people you meet. But someday, you're going to want a boundary 
called marriage so that you can take the loving of everybody into the depth of loving somebody for life. And then it's not about how many, it's about how much. That's a boundary. And that boundary is healthy, it's necessary, it establishes me. The moment I allow the Lord to give me that kind of establishment, something rises up in me. You're set in careers and you're set in marriages and you're set in faith. When you're in your place, in your zone, you rise up in godly authority. See, there's a consequence to not having a boundary or being established well. And that is, you're just not sure. But you know, when you're established by the Lord, you have authority. When you know for sure that Jesus loves you, and you know for sure that you're born again, you can look the devil in the eye and say, not today. Because I'm established. I'm immovable, unshakable, always abounding in the truth. I've got something firm happening in my life. So you can't bring something strong against me because I'm established in something stronger than that. We're established. Being established is, is, uh, it's maturity. It comes over time. It's immature to be so flexible and uncertain that you have no confidence in anything. I'm never worried that something new will come up scientifically, academically, culturally. I'm never worried that something new will come up and it will make following Jesus irrelevant. I'm not worried about it because I am so established and rooted, it has borne such fruit in my life that no matter what is discovered outside of the boundary of the life that God has given me, it will not change the content of the life that I have just won't. In the same way that when you are given by God to somebody in marriage, you never have to worry that you'll meet somebody else better. Just remember what they looked like on Instagram. Isn't always real. You won't have to have that fear, but what if there's something out there that I've missed that's better? You see, once you're established, you can have this confidence. Praise be to God, because according to the psalmist, his boundary lines have fallen on pleasant places for me. For me. For me, there's nothing better. For me, there's nothing better than to serve the Lord. I'm established. For me, there is nothing better than tithing. I'm established. For me, there is nothing better than walking a life of integrity and holiness in every error of my life to guard my heart, to maintain sexual purity, to walk in integrity and dignity because those are the pleasant boundary lines upon which I have been established. Now my house can be built. Now my house can be built. There's another consequence that comes out of being well established that the scripture in Ephesians reminds us of. There's an authority that you might know the power of God. There's an authenticity. Do you know, um, I've 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 been doing this a long time and I've discovered that most people in the world are not looking for information from Christians. They're looking for authenticity 
and reality. If you can be real and keep it real, people will believe you. And when, you, when you're established, there's something about that that makes our lives authentic. Do you, do you know, an, an established love settles into something beautiful. An established faith settles into something beautiful. Do you know, it's, it's not difficult for me to skip some YouTube videos when they start attacking Christianity. I don't say to myself, oh, wait, I better listen because maybe they've found something out. I just skip uh, because I'm, so, I'm established in the faith and uh, that kind of nonsense actually just quite irritates my ears. Do you see what I mean? It's no different to when a happily married person lands up in the company of people who hate relationships. Have you ever met people who hate relationships? They've either just broken up or they're just recently divorced or they're just recently unfriended. And they're just bleak. So when they get into company, they talk about it. When you're happily married, you can't be in that environment very long. Or you're in a good relationship. You can't be in that environment for very long. You know why? You're standing on territory that you don't belong in. What are you doing there? It won't establish you. You'll want to get out of there and hopefully drag them along to church and to tell them Jesus is Lord and that there is somebody who loves them even if they're lost. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Let's fix them, not fight them. That's tweetable. Surely. Authenticity. Something re real comes out of. I sometimes think that people are too quick to establish something on Facebook but not establish something in real life. Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook post, Jesus is Lord on Monday, Tuesday, cursing and swearing at the whole world, Wednesday, praying down the fires of hell, Thursday, status update, God is good. <laughs> you don't think maybe you should just pick one of those principles and establish it? Do you know what I mean? Like for 30 days, maybe just establish it. It's just... <laughs> And, and don't pick the fire and brimstone one. Just pick a nice one and go, the Lord is good. And let him be good on Monday. And then on Tuesday, do an update on how the Lord was good. And then on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, and then on Friday. Build it up until it is established. Now you're building a life, not just an event. You know, there's authenticity that settles into your heart when you do that, that is quite admirable. People quite admire when somebody is established. You're going to find this in life. When you find somebody who's established in business, you'll want their advice. When you want to see somebody who's established in relationships, you'll want to hear from them. When you find somebody who's established in the faith, you'll want to ask them. Nobody enjoys questioning or asking the advice of somebody who is not yet established. There's a third thing that I think establishing is so powerful at, and that's in the space of being active in your faith. Now, look, I'll admit that I was one of those who had a gym contract for much longer than I had a gym activity. I know that's ministering to a lot of you right now because some of you have a Bible covenant that you've had for longer than you've had a Bible action. I'm looking down here 
So don't upset anybody, but I don't want that, those emails that say, you looked at me when you said that. Why are you so rude? I'm just telling you, I'm one of those people. I've also bought a lot of gym things before I needed them and before I used them. I'm just telling you. I remember standing in one gym shop. I was getting some gym shorts and a gym towel. It seems the appropriate thing to do. Everybody has a towel. And then this person said to me, why don't you get these gym gloves? I said, what's it for? And they said, when the weight is so heavy. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. We, <laughs> I'm not there yet. When I can start putting weights on the bar, I'll worry about the damage it's doing to my hands. <laughs> okay, okay, that was a very long time ago. Don't need your judgment. But there are great donuts after the service. Available in Warehouse One, they are fat-free and high-protein. I'm a manga. You see, activity follows something that's established in your heart. When it's established in your heart that prayer is powerful, you will pray. Until then, nothing I tell you will convince you to pray. It's established in the Scriptures and it's established in my heart, but unfortunately it's not established yet in yours, and so you won't do it. This is nothing. You can't... You can't force somebody to act out of something that they're not established in. It's not going to do it. It's the same as, you know, uh, I, I, I'm a bit lactose intolerant. I haven't established that in my heart though. When there's a good milkshake, I dismiss my lactose intolerant attitude. And I have that milkshake and then I... I have stomach cramps. There is a concept. It's not established. It's not established. What that means is I, I have knowledge of it, but I don't have conviction of it. When I have a conviction of it, now it's established in my heart. I want to encourage you that you're also only behaving according to what is established. If you believe you're worthless and you've established that in your heart, you will behave broken. But if, you're, if you believe you are worth being loved by a father in heaven and you let that be established in your heart, your behavior will respond according to the thing that you have a conviction about. So trying to change action before you've changed conviction will never work. I mean, I, I tell myself often, oh, Monday, I'm going to go to gym twice. You know, when I eat that donut later tonight, that's what I'm going to be saying. It's not a, I don't think it's a conviction, you know. Tomorrow morning, I'll, maybe I'll run on the treadmill for an hour. I have a treadmill at home. I use it because somebody gave it to me as a gift and I believe it's wrong to look a gift horse in the mouth. So I run on it. I send him photos even. Look, it's working. But I'm not going to do it twice. I don't have that conviction. But you know how many times you said something to yourself, tomorrow I'm going to end that relationship. It's bad for me. Tomorrow I'm going to start that journey. It's good for me. But it's not a conviction, so your action won't survive. So how do you get a, a conviction? What do you need what are the ingredients you need to get a conviction? 
How do you establish something? Three quick things in three minutes. That's cool. It's a principle a minute according to the clock. Number one, repetition. Repetition gives you conviction. Whatever you repeat, you're going to eventually establish. 2 Corinthians 13 says, this will be my third visit to you. Everything must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. See, Paul's saying, I visited you once, I'm coming again, I'm gonna tell you the same thing, I'm coming again, I'm gonna tell you the same thing. When two or three people have spoken and spoken the same, now it's being established. Repetition. You think it's a good idea to change direction, start a new course, do an MBA, Jackson, date somebody, get it established by two or three people who really love you. If you're the only person who thinks it's a good idea, I don't think it's going to be established well. You see what I'm saying? By, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. Now it becomes, now there's confidence. I don't, not only I think about it as a good idea, but my, my group leader thinks it's a great idea. My saved mother thinks it's a great idea. I walked past the car guards at Father's house and they looked at me and said, do your MBA. And I just knew Jesus was talking to me. Now it's established. But if you're gonna do something you have to hide from people who are in your establishment zone, stop it. That's gonna cost you. Secondly, your reaction establishes conviction. Do you know you can change your reaction? You can have an initial reaction that's bad, but you can go back and change the reaction. Have you ever done that? You ever had such a shocked expression and then later regretted it? You can go back and you can say, listen, I'm sorry how I reacted when you first told me that you're 12 or 40 or... I'm sorry. You can change your reaction. Some people don't. They just carry on with their reaction as if it's normal. And But the more you react, the more you establish. Change it. I want to encourage you to build your life on better reactions. You know how you react when you're really angry? Say sorry and then change it to a different reaction and you will be establishing something new. You can't keep losing your temper and hope to establish something that's sweet. You know, James says, out of the same mouth can't come bitter and sweet. You can't do that. You can't be explosively angry and bitter and then try to establish rivers of sweet water in your life. Do you see what I mean? So you establish it through repetition, you establish it through reaction, and then lastly, you establish it by, by putting down roots. Uh, very simply, putting down roots means the fuel or food for everything in my life must be rooted in a biblical principle. Putting down roots has got nothing to do with the town you live in. I mean, yeah, I suppose, you know, on a very superficial level, that means putting down roots. Putting down roots is not about who you marry or that you're marrying or what you do. I suppose on a superficial level, that is a kind of putting down roots. Putting down roots biblically is, am I marrying the person God wants me to marry, living in the place God wants me to be, worshiping in the church God asked me to be, building my life on a biblical foundation in the way God wanted me to. If I can say to all of those things, not only are they good, but they are godly, I'm being rooted. Because another good thing can come along and shake me a bit, but a godly thing will never come to attack a godly thing. 
that's already in my life. A good thing, yes, lots of good things come along. But godly, I can look at lots of things and say, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. But only one thing's godly for me. That's rooted, established. And I, I, really, I really want to encourage you as I wrap up. You know, there's a really, really old and cheesy joke about preachers. Yeah, it's, it's so cheesy. It's like embarrassing. It, it, it basically goes, what does it mean when a pastor says, and in conclusion, yeah, the answer is it means nothing. It's going to carry on. But, but, but I, I want for you to think about your spiritual journey, not based on how many things you've experienced, but how many things you've established. And to think about your spiritual strength as the product of a conviction, not the product of an emotion. And if you can put those things together, you could build big houses once the establishment is done. You can prepare great meals when the preparation is done. And you can, and you can live healthier, a healthier life when it's been established. So. so would it be okay if we spent some time praying and asking the Lord to establish some things in our hearts? And by praying that prayer, that the insecurity of not knowing what the, para- what the parameters are will fade away. Can we do that? Would you stand with me? Online, um, stay with us. We're just going to pray a prayer for a moment. If, you, if you're still there. Oh, Matt's going to play me out like at the Oscars. It's like, so I, I just, um, I just want to pray. I just want to pray this thing of, of establishment uh, into your life. So, Lord, we, uh, we thank you so much that you call for us to be rooted and established in love. Then we will know how deep and how wide and how far your love is for us and, and, and your plans are for us. And so tonight we pray that whatever is not a conviction will be sifted. And if it is sound, it will become a conviction. We pray that you'll teach us how to establish our lives on eternal truth so that the parameters won't seem like restrictions to us, but they will be the space we have authority in and the space we have certainty in and the space we can build in. Will you teach us, Lord, that it is healthy to be settled in some things, that it's healthy to be settled. And above all of that, Lord, will you teach us to have biblical authority, to lose the insecurity and uncertainty of of a life that's a bit too unstable. And will you just give us confidence built on the assurance of a rooted life. I pray for every person hearing this message now, later than live, in the room or online, that we'll just put down roots in Jesus' name immovable, unshakable, always abounding in the word of truth, that there'll be something solid about us. And when something comes our way, it won't get past the parameter of the blessed life that you have established for us. These are my walls. This is my Jericho. He is my King. Let everything else fall down. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. We give God one more shout of praise and